0: So I want to say a few words to you this morning about the significance of a prophet. We heard the Lord Jesus in the Gospel text refer to himself as a prophet. We heard in our first reading about Ezekiel being sent as a prophet. Now being a prophet isn't an easy thing. Being a prophet is almost always an unpopular thing. But as we read through the Bible we see... The prophets were those who were, what it means, someone who speaks for the Lord, somebody sent by the Lord with a message from the Lord. And most of the time that message from the Lord was a call to change, a call to repentance, a call to correction. And that's rarely something people receive well. In fact, the typical pattern in the Bible is that the prophets were killed by the people, so welcome was their message. So that in the Gospels we hear the Lord Jesus speak about an irony, he uh, pointed out, where people were building monuments to the prophets, but their forefathers had killed the prophets. That this, this was the pattern, that the prophets were again and again killed by the very people they were sent to. That being a prophet is an unpopular thing. So, in fact, there's an old warning sometimes given to young priests. If you play the prophet, you'll receive the prophet's reward. So, the Lord Jesus, why then would he want to be a prophet, if a prophet is such an unpopular thing? My point to you this morning is, he was a prophet. He brought prophetic words, not for his benefit, but for our benefit. That what did it gain him? It gained him hatred, it gained him crucifixion. That yes, the ultimate reason they crucified him was his claim to be God. But the long-term unpopularity he had was because his prophetic words weren't welcome. And so my point to you this morning is this, that what I think all that highlights is, is why is he doing this, not for his benefit but for ours? And that the call to repentance, the call to change our lives is actually a gift he offers us, something he gives us for our benefit, that there's a a different way of life, a better way of life. And this is what he calls us to, even if the prophet's call of correction is frequently not welcome. (laughs) And he loves us, he loves us so much that he is willing to endure that lack of welcome. He's willing to endure the prophet's rejection if only it gives him the opportunity to bring the message to us, to bring the offer of a new way of life to us. So as I was pondering that this week, I was thinking what examples we might have to kind of focus this what would be, in a sense, a prophetic word from the Lord that would be particularly relevant to us right now. And I was thinking for us in the summer heat, um, and two examples came to mind. And the first concerns purity and chastity, because I think for men in particular, um, this is a very difficult season to be chaste, that there is so much uncovered flesh as you walk down the high street or wherever, that it's It takes extra vigilance on a man to to avert his eyes and to control the thoughts and the feelings that follow so that he's not just distracted most by the the most base things in life. And prophetic words of this, the Lord, you know, are recorded in the Gospel. The Lord said, anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And elsewhere he warns, what is it that makes someone unclean? Not something outside of them, but the the things within that well up, the the sexual immorality that springs up from within us in our desires. And so what's my point to you? Is this condemnation from the Lord, this criticism from the Lord, what's it all about? It's it's because it's pointing out to us a better way of life on offer, a way of life that brings with it a promise. So what does he promise the pure? He says, blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. That if we have a a pure heart, if we have pure eyes, if we don't let our minds and our thoughts and our desires be just solely rooted in the most basic physical things then on one level I'm free within myself to to live a a freer life I'm, I'm free to relate to women in a more dignified way and with God himself my heart will be uncluttered, will be focused enough that I will be able to see God A second, briefer word on the hot weather. In this heat, it's very easy for us to to wilt, to collapse, to kind of fail to do anything. Um, And all the things I know I should do, the various tasks, the various errands, I just kind of wilt and do nothing. And as much as I do nothing, I'm not living the fullness of the life that the Lord wants me to live. The Lord wants me to live a a completed life, a a life where things are are blossoming forth. And if I'm just wilting collapse for myself, well, I'm doing nothing. We might think, among other places, where the Lord gives us the parable of the talents and of the the very harsh criticism he gives to the man who had the talent and did nothing with it. And again, why that word of criticism from the Lord? of the man who had the talent and did nothing, because he's wanting to call us, to point to us a better way of living, a fulfilled, completed, blossoming way of living that comes with using the talent. And he's willing to endure the rejection of the prophet, endure the prophet's response, if he can only bring us the message of that life. So to return to where I began, the Lord Jesus was a prophet, he called people to repentance and change, and that's an unpopular thing, but he endured that unpopularity for our sake because he wanted to bring to us the message of the new life on offer in him.